Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 291. 291. This marks the day that we are using a different computer and software to record our episodes. Yes. We jumped over from, uh, uh, from God, what is it, PC to Apple. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully it's starting to sound more clear. We've got a lot more equipment we will be incorporating with and uh, different means of adding to and recording the show. Eric's got some new headphones on this week, started a new microphone the week before. Oh, yeah, we're getting everything updated, and we got some kick-ass new speakers just right behind me. Yes. We're not exactly going to use them for uh, this episode or the next episode, or I don't know when we'll be using them, but they're there, and they look awesome. Yeah, expect to hear some of that uh, when we come the new year. New year, new things coming from SLC Punkcast and Punkanoi Worldwide. But for now, let's get into what we have going on this episode. So no interview, lots of music to get to. We're going to start back on the 13th and cover some new tunes that have come out recently. Uh, let's see, the 13th, Rancour on the 14th put out their self-titled Rancour. Uh, the Beaters Band put out Volume Trey on the 15th, Tassotis. T-A-S-S-O-T-T-I-S. They put out Nada, which is an EP on Tough Ain't Enough Records, which was awesome. Check it out. Also, a single, uh, well, two-track single. Calico Erdengak on Tough Ain't Enough Records put out Gastiz 1200-1200. And Defensa Amagaba. Amagabia. Not Amagabia. There you go. Amagabia. <laughs> it's something like that. Uh, check it out. Those tracks were cool, too. Tough and enough records, like I always say, always putting out good stuff. The Rats put out Black Eyes, which is a single on the 17th. Soulside put out A Brief Moment in the Sun LP on Discord Records. The Real Mackenzies released Songs of the Highlands, uh, Songs of the Sea. That's the name of the album. Uh, Lugosi put out Inconsolable on Pogo Records. I heard a little bit of that today. Definitely want to check more of that out, along with Violin's Violin. Like the name Violin, like what? What is this? You know what? I actually enjoyed it. Uh, it's uh, La Vida Es Un Mustiscos. I definitely need to put more time into it. City Saints Punk and Roll Double LP, I think is pushed out a little bit, but the release date that I still have down is the 18th. Also on the 18th, Blood Clot released another single. Didn't they? They released like an EP or something not too long ago, right? Not to my knowledge. I only know that they released, uh, well, now three singles. Oh, they were all singles. So I remember you talking about them. So maybe, I guess it's just a series of singles. Yeah, there's uh, three singles. I know that there was, uh, the latest one that came out was Unhinged. And then there was uh, The Souls and Something Burning. Okay. <laughs> something to do with burning. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Castles Burning. Okay. Burning Castles. Something like that. Cool. Well... It's another new single, Unhinged. Uh, Saboteur released It's Closer Than You Think EP on Irish Voodoo Records on the 18th. The Dirty Nil released a new single called Bye Bye Big Bear. Don't Try released a new single called The Golden Dog. 
Liberty and Justice released a single, which is coming off their upcoming split, which I believe is with Empire Down, and that's called Not Economically Viable. The Scoffs released The Lonely Ones on the 19th. On the 20th, Mood App, which you'll find over on Little Willie Records, released a daily mental health routine. There's one for every day of the week. Go check that one out. The Raging Nathans released Still Spitting Blood on the 21st. That's on Rad Girlfriend Records. Hopefully you went out and pre-ordered your vinyl for that one. Damned by the Night released Resurrection is Upon Us single on Americant Records on the 21st. Oil released The Honor of Glory on the 21st. The Uppers released Stimulation, which is a single on the 21st. Egos at the Door released Jail Time single on Lockjaw Records. Uh, Borts are going to be releasing on the 25th on Lockjaw Records. Preach This. Finnegan's Hell's album is coming out Friday. Uh, One Finger Salute. We've been playing a bunch of tracks off that. Another one we'll be talking more about here, hopefully soon. Spirit Worlds, Death Westerns coming out on the 25th. Oh, Hamsters, they're releasing from Green Hills to Raging Sea. Bootlickers releasing Lick the Boot, Lose Your Teeth. It's all their EPs combined. There's like four or five EPs all combined. You'll be able to find that on Static Shock Records. Uh, Ben Out of Shape is releasing Old Rats on a New Ship on the 25th. Also, Chrome's releasing Alien Soundtracks on Cleopatra Records. Bury Me's releasing The Woods on Punk and Disorderly Records. Amel's releasing Web of Lies, Death Won't Even Satisfy. It's two different tracks, Web of Lies and Death Won't Even Satisfy. That's over on Static Shock Records. Bamboo Vipers releasing Runt of the Litter. I think it's an EP, might be a single. I think there's a few tracks. We're definitely going to be playing some of that come maybe even next week. Lenny Lashley's Gang of One is releasing Five Great Egrets on the 1st of December. Fox's Fox, and that's or Fox's Foe. Really, but I don't know. Maybe they meant Fox's Fox. I don't know. Either way, you'll find that uh, release, which is Penny Arcade and Burn the Witch, single two tracks on One Step Outside Records. That's all I got that takes us through uh, the first. Oh, actually, we'll go through the second as this episode is releasing on the third. Uh, the Abruptors releasing Noticeably Cheerless. White Lungs releasing Premonition. No Effects is releasing Double Album. The Roadblocks are releasing Welcome to Paradise. D-Cracks and The Manges are releasing a split EP. The Slow Death is releasing two-track single on Rad Girlfriend Records, those tracks being See You in the Streets and You Can Live Inside Your Own Mind. And finally, a reprint from 2018 release, uh, Public Acid, that release is called Easy Weapons. That'll be on La Vida Soon. Moose Discos, that is all I got. Eric, what do you have? Let's see. I got a few albums that... <laughs> Not even necessarily albums, but a few things that came out on the 11th. One is uh, Rejection Packs, Can We Wait? Still have to give that another listen to give it a proper opinion on it. And uh, same thing with uh, Wicked Bears' Lucky single. I listened to it once. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like Wicked Bears, and that's about all I have to say about that at the moment. <laughs> and also Disease, the grind band from Seattle, released their tour promo of 2022. And on the 18th, I found out about this literally the day we recorded last week's episode. Fiddler released another single. Oh, wow. And, yeah, it was a month later from uh, October 14th where they released the single Sand on the Beach. And following that was Taste the Money. I listened to both of them. I'm like, okay, this seems like a step in the right direction for Fiddler because, oh, boy, Almost Free was a (laughs) – it wasn't good. (laughs) Some of it was good, but a lot of it was just boring. <laughs> okay, but I refer you to uh, 
a more in-depth analysis of that album to that album almost free at slugmagazine.com. I did a review on that. And it wasn't pretty. <laughs> anyway, so that was the 18th. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, once again, Blood Clot's unhinged single. And Dirty Nil released Bye Bye Big Bear, which apparently is a brand new EP from them. I didn't know they were uh, planning on releasing something. The last thing I heard from them was Doom Boy. Okay. Yeah. So pretty cool. I listened to that and I'm like, okay, seems like they're getting their little uh, former ruggedness back because Doom Boy sounded very polished punk rock. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, Bye Bye Big Bear, it's, it sounds like Dirty Nil, but it's closer sounding to, to Pup than Dirty Nil. Because Dirty Nil was uh, very much in the same vein as Pup, but they were just a little more grimier, just a little more grittier. You just, you just I just call it lumberjack punk. <laughs> you know, because I just picture these uh, burly men with long beards and just flannel shirts, kind of like your average hot water music. <laughs> right. But, you know, from the other side of the border <laughs> due north <laughs> so yeah it's a it's a pretty good song but honestly they got a high bar to reach because higher power was just such a phenomenal album i still love it i still hold it in regards as one of the best uh, punk rock albums that came out in the last decade but enough about dirty nil let's talk about a single that just came out today the 21st the band damned by the night resurrection is upon us that brand new single i'll be talking uh, more about them in just a minute but also the 25th oh spirit world this is one of the most and my most anticipated albums of this year right i mean it's up there with like the all the albums that came out on the 9th of october <laughs> right oh god and and yeah i've been listening to those three singles repeatedly that moonlight. watching the videos have you seen the videos oh i saw the video okay. the video of death western oh my god for those of you that haven't seen it check it out it is awesome it is hilarious it's like good the bad and the ugly meets evil dead <laughs> it is so corny and so cheesy i love it it's got so much uh, it's got so much hammer horror gore in there <laughs> i love it Okay, and uh, finally, on the 12th of December, our friends in Bad Mouth are releasing their first EP. Cool. Self-titled. And I just saw them last weekend up in uh, Logan. That was my first time seeing them. They're just a three-piece, just these three pint-sized little girls. I mean, the, the bassist, Olivia, I even told her after the show, I was like, you did very good playing a bass that's the size of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Really, really cool people. Great band. And I'm excited to hear the, how this uh, little EP turns out. So that's all I got for new releases. Awesome. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's go back to uh, Damned by Night. Now, Damned by Night, that was a band that was uh, unveiled to me via John Feeney from Americant Records. He is always keeping in touch. He's always sending me the uh, new shit that's going to be coming out. And I was, I was hoping to get it on the episode last week, but... I don't know. What did, I, what did I play as a new song last week? I will look that up for you. Yeah, apparently it was more important. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, he gave me the uh, description of this, the new track, Damned by the Night. It's a new side project of, with uh, Josh Tussinger from Jerk and Jay Burbank from Gob Patrol and Hanson Mayer, formerly of Uniform Choice. And, of course, John himself is playing drums. And he said it was going to be out November 21st, but he wanted to give us a bit of a head start. I'm like, okay, well, 
this is kind of your head start if you haven't uh, heard about it yet, right? <laughs> it's, it's a band I haven't heard of. I mean, if you're into the punk scene in uh, Vegas, then I'm sure you've heard of bands like God Patrol. and uh, I have. Uniform I've played Choice. them on, on Punk yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. And most recently, Jerk. They, they were up here just a few months ago. Awesome. Yeah. Depopulation the, department, by the way. That's oh, what you yeah. played last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was still playing catch-up. I was like, I got to put something from these guys out here. And apparently they liked it enough. Their singer just added me on Facebook. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Thanks for, uh, thanks for not uh, chasting me as a pariah, being <laughs> that I said I wasn't too much a fan of your vocals. <laughs> But thanks, I appreciate it. Nice. <laughs> I gotta stop. I gotta stop assuming that for people. <laughs> uh, so I'm not trying to talk shit. There's a difference between criticizing and talking shit. Yes, truth. But I'm not going to get into. Uh, I'm not going to open up that can of worms. What I am going to open up is this album, not this album. This single, Resurrection, from the single, Resurrection is upon us. I don't know if the I don't know if the titles are meant to be different, but regardless, we have the song and we're gonna play it right now. I believe in vampires. Charlie, it's gonna be dangerous going into that house all alone, isn't it? I right. Whoa! 
So yeah, there you go. Got a bit of a uh, got a bit of a Blitz Kid vibe going there. Yep. Speaking As, of Blitz Kid, right? Yes. Yeah, speaking of Blitz Kid, well, we're not we haven't spoke of them yet. But speaking of them, they're going to be here on Friday. There you go. <laughs> they might be in a town near you if you're out here in the West. Yeah, right they, yeah, they certainly will be. But does lead me to the question that I beg from John. Where was this three or four weeks ago? <laughs> right? This would have been a good song to put in during our Halloween roundup of all the holiday tracks. Agreed. You know, it just sort of is like, it's like a sort of belated Halloween celebration. But whatever, I guess I can't complain because... You know, there's always next year. <laughs> it just goes to show that you can uh, still enjoy the music year-round, right? Yep. Halloween is year-round to some of us. So. <laughs> so, yeah, for all you guys who haven't quite uh, put your Halloween decorations away, and I guess also to you guys who are putting up your Christmas decorations too early, this song's for you. Right? <laughs> uh, I'm putting mine up this weekend. I always wait until the weekend of Thanksgiving. Mm. I don't believe I don't like putting up the shit early, but because it can be pretty involved, I'm definitely putting it up Thanksgiving weekend. That way, it's up for at least a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, but my main gripe with the Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, weekend is like literally as soon as Turkey Day ends, Black Friday's upon us. Right. And I just remember seeing this little quote: "Is like you mean to tell me that we have to go." That literally a day after being thankful for what we already have, we are supposed to go on the most intense shopping spree of the entire year. Yeah, I hate that. <sighs> bullshit. <laughs> and it's bullshit all those businesses that want to start fucking Black Friday on Thursday evening. Like, go mm-hmm. get in line at like 5 o'clock so you can get into our stores at like 7 or 8 or 9 because we're going to shop all fucking night for Black Friday. And like, no, leave people home. Yeah. Let people stay at home on fucking Thanksgiving. Go fucking shop on the Friday. I know. I remember <laughs> walking into a Walmart on th- Thanksgiving night. We had already done our, uh, uh, you know, our Christmas. Not, see what it does to me. <laughs> our Thanksgiving <laughs> celebration. And I didn't realize the, what day it was, you know. I walked into Walmart and there are all these people just in droves around the doors. And I'm like... Oh, man, I was just here to get some wax for the wax melter. <laughs> um, I guess I'm not going in. Right? And that was Thanksgiving evening. And leave it to Walmart to start instigating that shit. I don't know if they were the first, but it wouldn't surprise me. Me Wal- either. God damn it. It's like the, the, whole, the unholy trinity of capitalism. It's like Walmart, then Disney, and then McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> They have the stranglehold on our well-being here. Right? Oh, God. Yep, there's anything that America's given to this planet. It's uh, consumerism. It's how to better capitalize on products. Supply and demand. Just uh, increase the supply and meet the demand, but only a little bit. (laughs) I always leave them wanting more, and some people need more than others. Oh, well, sucks for them. Right? (laughs) Yep. So, uh, yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. (laughs) Be thankful for what you have, because for some of us, we have no choice. Right. And uh, so, yeah, Damn by Night. (laughs) Damn by the Night, Resurrection. Great song from these guys. Thank you, John, for uh, sending it out to us. It's awesome to know that you're keeping your thumbs in uh, multiple uh, pies to keep your uh, creative juices flowing. I mean, I know you're from Soldiers of Destruction. 
I even listen to Soldiers today. And I'm like, yeah, this doesn't sound anything like that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's good. And you got a bit of a super group together. Like I said, guys from uh, Jerk and uh, Uniform Choice, God Patrol. All great bands in their own rights. Great members in their own rights because we got a great song out of it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yep, there you are, Resurrection. Oh, now I get it. We're resurrecting Halloween in the middle of November. There you go. <laughs> okay, so there's that one. What's right. next? We got some more new stuff. Uh, I want to thank Peter's. Speaking of thanking people, it's Peter Jones of Paranoid Visions. Love Peter. Uh, very fortunate. Chris and I, like one of the f- biggest interviews we did in the first year that we did the podcast was Peter of Paranoid Visions. And it's still one of the most memorable as somebody who'd been around. I mean, we did this the last week of 2017. And the band started... 35 or so years prior to, right? So a history that, to go through and him growing up in that uh, UK punk scene. And so just amazing interview. And we played a bunch of great Paranoid Vision songs as we have over the years because Paranoid Visions keeps releasing stuff. Well, they're releasing something else new. Uh, me, if you want to go back and check out the interview before I move on with Peter Jones, it was episode 29.5. Yes, 29, way back early on. That was late December of 2017, so almost five years ago. Damn. Right. So go check that one out if you want. Uh, listen to the music, listen to the interviews. I can't say that the actual show portion was that great. We were learning. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Paranoid Visions, they're from Ireland. They're putting out a new release. And I love a concept release. So the concept of this release is because the band's been around for 40 years, well, the album or the the concept of the release is called 40 Years and Still Not Tame. All right? So (laughs) there you go. 40 Years and Still Not Tame. Well, it's anniversary releases. And the concept of this is... uh, they're surprised. Well, so I'm going to read some information just so I get it right. Uh, Paranoid Visions have managed to survive 40 years apart from the music industry, apart from the music industry, as opposed to being a part of the music industry. I like that. Uh, fiercely independent and embracing the DIY ethos of early punk rock, the band has existed through stubbornness and will continue to do so until uh, the desire to express themselves and their music and opinions, lyrics and so forth, and art has ceased. The 40th anniversary of their first gigs and releases will be celebrated over the next 12 months, starting with the 40 Years in 45 Minutes gig at the Button Factory the 10th of December, and they have a four-part release. So the concept of the release, part one is called 40, part two is called Years, part three is called And, Part four is called Still Not Tame. So the concept of it, 40, is going to be a red 12-inch vinyl and a CD and featuring a new track called uh, 40 Minutes, or sorry, 40 Years and 45 Minutes. And then they'll have some 2022 recordings of tracks from the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 10s, along with inserts chronicling some of each decade's pivotal news stories. So pretty cool going on with that red vinyl. And we'll play something that comes off of 40 in a moment. Uh, Does that vinyl actually spin at 45 RPM? I would hope so. (laughs) That would be funny. (laughs) 40 years and 45 RPM. (laughs) The the good thing is, is it's a 12-inch vinyl, and there's one track on one side and like four tracks on the other side. So Mm -hmm. it just might, because I think 33 might be... uh, 
not not the right setting there. So yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I have seen I've seen EPs being released on uh, 12 inches. Yep. And uh, and yeah, that's pretty much the. I've never seen a full. LP release on an EP because, well, I don't think it's physically possible unless you're like a grind band. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just like a whole uh, two or three songs, you'd have to have some pretty long songs to constitute a, be- a single being on an LP. Right. So, so, yeah. I mean, I know LPs that are full albums, they're on an LP, but they spin at 45 RPM. Pairs Go to Prison is one of those. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually really weird when I first put that on the turntable. It was 33 and a third RPM. I'm like, this is a little slow. <laughs> and then it gets down to their cover of Judy is a Punk. I'm like, okay, that explains it. <laughs> Crank it up to 45. That's better. That's, that's where it's going. <laughs> uh, well, I, I imagine yeah. it's the same here. Uh, the second of the release uh, of the concept of the release there, which is called Years. It's a double CD featuring one track from every release in the band's history, spanning from 1983 demo tapes to 2021's Diverse Reality. Yes, they did have a new release last year. All right. The third is called And, which is a blue vinyl 7-inch and CD featuring Steve Ignorant with Paranoid Visions on the A-side and Paranoid Visions featuring John Robb on the B-side. And finally, Still Not Tame, which is the fourth of the collection, is a CD of the first three demo tape releases in 1983 and 84. So get those. The release, it looks like, will be officially December 1st, I want to say. Vinyl delivery will follow in the new year, though. So you'll be able to listen to and check out some of those. Uh, The artwork's pretty cool. I've got the artwork here Let's see if this, oh yeah, this rotates all right. Look at that. That's the artwork. I'm showing Eric. <laughs> That's the artwork for 40 of 40 years. So you can see the side A, 40 years and five minutes, or side one, and then side two's got the other three tracks. Uh, we're going to play a, a track from their, a 1990s release called Angry. I really like that one. I like them all. You should go check out 40 years and 45 minutes. Maybe I'll play that one over on Punkanoi Worldwide. But uh, I've got, like, the layout of that 12-inch cover that Mm -hmm. Eric and I are checking out right now. Let's get into checking out some new music from Paranoid Visions. We're going to do it, like I said, the track. It's called Angry.
At least in uh, sort of the tone and the inflections, sounds a lot like Jello Biafra. Okay. Yeah. It's just a little, uh, it's just a little lower and a little more gruff at times. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, but just the way he's like uh, spouting out those lyrics, it just reminds me of how, uh, of like how rapid fire Jello was in quite a, in quite a few of the Dick Kennedy songs. So, so yeah, though I probably did not pick up on any uh, satirical remarks or some uh, quips toward, uh, you know, the defamation of society. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess the similarities end there. Well, except for the fact that that was also a good song. Right. <laughs> like most of Dick Kennedy's songs. Right. <laughs> but I talked enough about Dick Kennedy's uh, last episode to last for the entire rest of the year. So <laughs> I will leave it at that. Paranoid Vision sounded great. They did. And go check out those tracks when they come out. You got a little taste a little early. Angry's cool. Uh, you definitely want to go check out the new track that's going to be on side A. And man, what a cool concept. I love the concepts. It's thought put in. It's, it's storytelling in a way. You, you know, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing the completed product i'm definitely going to play some more of that here either on a future slc punkcast episode or over on punkanoi worldwide and again i want to thank peter it's awesome we got another new track to go before we get into some little bit older stuff this other new track speaking of thanking people we're going to thank scott <laughs> scott I want to thank uh he's awesome 
uh, out of order. He does vocals. Peter plays guitar in Paranoid Visions, as Eric stated that uh, John, thanks to John, he played drums yep. in <laughs> Damn by the Night. There you go. We got like three guys. We got a guitar, we got a drum, and we got a vocals all ready to go. All right. Thank you to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by a bassist. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, out of Order is awesome. They're from Montreal and Quebec. Uh, they've been a band for just over 20 years. They started in 2001. Uh, just had a couple years ago a, a recent release. Well, they have another new release coming up. I think it was, was it 20. It was either 20 or 21 when their last release was. Well, they got another full length coming under the knife. It's coming winter of 2023. So, you know what? January, February, maybe March, but January, February, maybe. There's another EP titled Under the Knife that I'm aware of. I think it was by a band that's, they breed hate, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I think it was their first one. It was their first one. That's awesome. Yep. The name will come to me. Just uh, give me another few episodes. <laughs> uh, awesome band. Uh, the, there's a video for this new single. So the new single has been released. I don't know if you can get to it anywhere other than going on to YouTube to watch it. So if you want to go over to YouTube and check it out, feel free to do that. Uh, then the name of the track that it is is called Valley of the Wolves. It's a cool video. Uh, I'm glad you're here listening to it with us. We are going to get into it here in just a moment. Uh, I want to thank Scott again. It's really cool. I really do dig the video. So if you want to go check out the video, do so. And uh, here comes the track.
Is that where they come out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, there was something incredibly distracting to me about this song, and it's the melody in the guitars. It was the dun 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 It just kept reminding me of that song, Tonight Tonight by Hot Shell Ray, the la-da-da, whatever, la-da-da. It was so, I was like, why? Why does this have to remind me of that fucking song? It's so annoying. <laughs> and it's a, and another weird correlation, the guy in that the guy in the music video is wearing a Cockney Rejects shirt. Don't ask me how I know that. He just is. Why do I remember it? Because it's Cockney Rejects in a pop music video. I'm like, <laughs> you don't see that. True. I doubt that guy is a punk rocker. I think it was just wearing it because it looked cool at Urban Outfitters or his publicist thought it was like make him look edgy or anything. Oh god. So anyway, uh, fuck that band, fuck that song and uh Fuck for uh, defaming Cockney rejects that way. <laughs> and fuck you for reminding me of you in a song that is, uh, scores better than yours. <laughs> right. That was great. I'm really looking forward to the other tracks on Under the Knife. Again, I don't have an exact release other than winter 2023, so don't expect it next month in December. But maybe, maybe we'll get lucky and it'll be January, not February. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll be on the winter solstice. Oh, now, there we go. <laughs> that's, that's how you advertise it as winter. There you go. That's uh, good stuff. Love out of order. Looking forward to Under the Knife. That track was Valley of the Wolves. Go check out the video. The video is cool, too. Eric, let's get into, into the older. We'll call it older because I don't think body count's uh, lesser known. No, they certainly are not. <laughs> Come on, body count is pretty much, it's pretty much synonymous with... With heavy rap music. Right. <laughs> and yeah, rap metal, if you want to call it that. And yeah, that does kind of beg the question, well, but wait, Eric, this is a punk rock show. Why are you playing Body Count, a punk rock song? Well, I will defend it with this. In their album Carnivore, they released a, a slur of songs that were fucking amazing. It's classic Body Count. They got the groove. They got the speed. They got the ferocity. And not a lot of anti-cop anthems, but... They did do, they did do a, a new metal rendition, a heavy version of Six in the Morning. Bitch didn't know what hit him, didn't have time to ask. Bum, bum, bum. Word. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was some good shit. But the uh, track that played before that, the Hate is Real, that is their most punk rock song on this album, Carnivore. Why? You listen to it. It has a lot of uh, callbacks to early thrash, early crossover thrash. And Ernie C is just shredding away on that guitar. It's stuff that reminds me of The Accused. It reminds me of uh, old school S.O.D. It's just, uh, it's just so phenomenal. You know how a few episodes ago, I, about a month ago, I played the, uh, one of the new Arm for Apocalypse tracks? Yeah. Yeah. One of the, I chose that specific song because in that cesspool of all the sludge and all these just grimy riffs and these uh and these uh plundering breakdowns you just have one song on there that was just like now nah, we're gonna be just as fast and menacing as a punk rock song from 1982 all right <laughs> i welcome that and that's what this one feels like it feels like a i mean this album came out in what was it 2019 no 2020 and that this song feels like just as fresh as it would have in, if it was released in the mid-80s when Crossover was at an all-time high, 
Would it have been accepted back then? Eh, not really. Anthrax hadn't really uh, crossed over with Public Enemy just yet. But Body Count was still, like, uh, on the rise. And they're influenced by punk bands. Remember when they covered Institutionalized? Right. And how debatably good that was? <laughs> I saw Body Count on uh, Warp Tour back the, right after the very first release back in the late 90s. Oh, yeah? To be fair, Eminem, I saw Eminem on the Warp Tour, so it's not a, like... I'm not saying body count is punk because of it, but it's... <laughs> Katy the, Perry was on the Warp Tour. <laughs> well, not in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, not in the 90s, but it was before she got big. <laughs> oh, that's true. Maybe I'm... Um, the point I'm trying to make is <laughs> I thought, at the, you know, those types of hip-hop and those types of metal uh, blend and go well with, you know, it's primarily a punk festival. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, and I can attest. I remember going to a show. It was... Uh, it was one of the uh, slut punk shows, Salt Lake, Utah punk shows. Right. It, was a, it was when the virus came back to uh, Salt Lake City. It was at Area 51. And you're just, I'm just in a sea of spiky jackets and Liberty Spikes. And then Body <laughs> Count's Cop Killer comes on. Everybody's singing those words. I'm like, okay, yep, we all know. We all know Body Count is a special place in all those punks' hearts. Right. Because, I mean, yeah. Cop killer. <laughs> Cop punks can agree with that. <laughs> so anyway, point is, uh, Body Count has their punk influences, and they wear them on their sleeves. I do proclaim them to be a metal band first, and then a hip-hop band second, and then a hardcore band. But in this specific song, I consider them to be a th crossover thrash band, which is an offshoot, a direct offshoot of hardcore music, which hardcore is a direct offshoot of punk. So there you go. I gave you a scientific formula for why Body Count is appearing in this part of the show. And that's all I have to say. Ice-T, you want to take the fucking mic? Words echo America's long and painful history of telling citizens of color they do not belong here. He's the president, the racist. We live in fear every single day. Like we never know what can happen to us because of our skin color. Get the fuck out of this country! Jump back to Israel!
see, but some deeper than that. The hater wants you gone, dead on your back. Love ain't always fake, but I don't trust it. Hate will have you killed and won't discuss it. even right down to the blunt force delivery in the message. I mean, yeah, hardcore bands on a surface level, they just get right to the fucking point. Ice-T gets right to the fucking point. And if you think about it, some like uh, street urchin, uh, punk rockers, hardcore kids, and gangster rappers, you know, they're cut from the same cloth. They're just sort of on opposite sides of it. True. Different you know? interests, right? Yeah. They one thing, one style interests them more than the other. Yeah, pretty much. But it's like they both know a similar lifestyle, and they found a way to uh, process that and put it into this musical outlet. Well, Ice-T was playing to both camps on body count, so, <laughs> so we had that come out of fruition, uh, come into fruition. And I think we are all the better for it. Body count's one of the main reasons I'm going to that, uh, got the sick fest, whatever, the New Sickness Festival. Oh, yeah. The one in Vegas, that giant new metal explosion. It's body count and system of a down. Those were my selling points. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm sold. <laughs> Some of these other bands I have, I have seen before and I wouldn't mind seeing again. Or wouldn't mind seeing the first time. Corn, I have never seen them. Been listening to them since I was like 13 and I never seen them. <laughs> uh, that's... Uh, eh. Redemption, I guess. Nice. Yeah, but enough of about uh, new metal. Well, Body Count was like the uh, one of the bands that laid the groundwork for new metal. How f- how long ago did they really start? Like, they were like uh, mid nineties, uh, m- m- by ninety seven. I'd have to look it up, but somewhere mid nineties. Uh, body Count was doing their thing. Okay, it wasn't exactly laying the groundwork. Uh, I rescind that. But they were really like a kind of a, kind of bringing it down to the nitty gritty of it all, right? Just like you had 
Deftones oh. and Corn doing all the weird atmospheric shit. Formed in ninety. I was wrong. Formed okay. in nineteen ninety. Okay, nineteen ninety. So they were there at the beginning. Yeah. So yeah, just keep, but still stands. You know, keeping it down to its basic formula. Yep. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what uh, Anthrax did with Public Enemy. All they did was just to uh, take Bring the Noise and make it metal. Right. And Body Count's like, all right, we could do that. In an interview, he said he would uh, tour Europe as, as himself, you know, doing his rap project. And the kids over there would be moshing. It's like, moshing off of hip hop. All right. Well, maybe we got something here. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, they're up there with like a yeah. Even Rage Against the Machine, you could argue that they argue to a point that they were new metal. I argue that they are also more hardcore than new metal. Right. Just uh, it's all about perspective, man. And these guys have just faded the line between multiple camps here, between metal and hip hop and hardcore. Not many bands could do that. Well, a lot of bands could do that, but they haven't done it well. <laughs> the at least those two bands, in my opinion, did it the best. So there you go. You have Body Count getting its fingers in multiple pies. It's sort of the same reason why uh, rockers and metalheads and country artists love listening to Johnny Cash. Right? Yep. It's like he can... It's like, just add water. <laughs> <laughs> it goes anywhere. Awesome. Well, we got one more band to play here, then we'll talk about some live stuff and then get into some albums. Uh, the band is Death Dumplings. Yes, Death Dumplings. That's the name. Hmm. Hmm. It does, uh, it does send the gears rolling. It's just like, <laughs> how? Well, Death Dumplings, they're from Brisbane in Australia, also in Mianjin. Mianjin? I don't know where that is. <laughs> Mianjin. Yeah, maybe that's somewhere near Brisbane. I am not that familiar with it. But uh, Death Dumplings did release an EP in mid-July, so July 23rd of 2022. Self-titled Death Dumplings. There's five tracks there. And they just released a new single on November 10th called Nunda. N-U-N-D-A-H. Uh, you can go find them over on YouTube, uh, their Bandcamp page, Spotify. And I want to thank the band for reaching out and sharing. I want to play their new track, but I also want to play uh, one off of that EP. All new, but I'm sure it's a, a lesser-known band for at least some of us, maybe most of us. We'll find out. I'm going to play them back-to-back. So the first song I'm going to play is called First Song, and it's the first song off of the EP. I really enjoyed it, but I also want to... Uh, bring the focus to the new track, Nunda. So the first one's like about, a, what, a minute 42, I want to say. <laughs> and then the other one's just over two minutes. So we're going to play them. We'll play them back to back. We'll see what you think. First song right. is going to be first. First song. Um, nuclear Assault did it. <laughs> so first song followed by Nunda. Everybody hates me, I think I'll go 
There you go. Two by Death Dumplings. What'd you think? Well, trying to choose my words carefully here. For one, the vocals were pretty similar on uh, both tracks in that they both sounded like they had a, uh, a sort of a digital layer over them where it just sounded like pretty uh, yeah, Marilyn Manson-y. Like they were kind of distorted, like they were just kind of like a like kind of like he was singing through some plexiglass. Plexiglass? What in the <laughs> fuck? Plexi- what is this plexiglass you speak of? Plexiglass. <laughs> that just put a weird image in my head. <laughs> it's like a, a sheet of grass. <laughs> but plexiglass. Like, it was, uh, like it's just muffled in a way. Like it's still coming across. You can still understand what he's saying. But it's just that weird effect. That's all I've... Uh, that's the best way that I can... Uh, interpret it but you know what i'm talking about you listen to it right <laughs> and another thing was like the guitar tone reminded me of uh strangely enough uh chaos uk yeah i can't explain why there was just that it just kind of had that motown tone <laughs> just uh just sort of like a uh, grainy amplifier it's not coming across as clear as it needs to be or as it should be, but that, I guess, is kind of the point. I guess in, I guess in all, it just sounds really lo-fi. It sounds like a classic punk song. And that's what I love about it. I love a lot of the stuff that has been coming out in the last few years. I, I shouldn't say a lot, but there's enough that it is and very enjoyable. Like, I love that classic punk sound. It's almost like you're getting to hear stuff that was from then, though it's now, right? So it's mm-hmm. stuff that you didn't hear with that type of a sound. So I dig it. I like it. I think that they're, they're really cool. I really liked first song. That's why I wanted to play it. But again, like I said, I want to feature that new track, Nunda. It's Nunda. the place to be. What in the hell is Nunda? It sounds like something out of Tolkien. I don't know. <laughs> 
I, I, that, I don't know what that is specifically. <laughs> Nunda. No, duh. <laughs> is it Nunda, your business? That was, uh, I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a stretch. Maybe I shouldn't say that. But Dustin said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was me, yes. <laughs> None dust. Yes. So cool stuff. Go check them out. Uh, Eric, uh, we're going to do some uh, live shows. Would you see, uh, did you see any this past week? I did see a few. Let me pull up my list here because there were some whose names I can't remember. Well, actually... More or less, I uh, can't pronounce. There was this uh, band that I saw at Aces. Well, a few bands. There were three bands on the bill. And the headliner, I guess, if you want to say, was Yaldo Miklan. Okay. I don't know how you... I don't know how you say it. Me either. <laughs> it's, uh, it's spelled Y-A-U-T-E-L. Or no, I-L. Then M-I-C-H-L... I N something. It looks like it spells Michelin. Okay. <laughs> Yautel Michelin. <laughs> yeah, out of Michelin. <laughs> Need new tires. Right. Oh god. Yeah, I I butchered the hell out of that name, but they are a pretty well established uh, metal band here in Salt Lake, and I was it was it was cool. It was cool seeing them. You know, that's they were good, but the band that really sold the show for me that night was this band called Casket Huffer. I was like, okay, what in the hell is a casket huffer? And, well, just a bunch of guys who uh, are up on stage looking very uh, de- demented, looking very demonic. They weren't wearing, like, stage clothes or anything, but they had a smoke machine, and that thing basically hotboxed all of Ace's High Saloon. <laughs> it was so foggy in there. Like, it not only stayed in the, uh, in the general, in the general uh, area, like the... Uh, you know, the dance floor, it was going all the way up to the fucking kitchen and in the, in the back where the bathrooms are. It was just <laughs> totally, you couldn't even see like 10 feet in front of you. It's like people were emerging out of the fog. And I guess that was the point because these guys are very, uh, you know, they're blackened metal in a way. So, yeah, I saw that and I'm thinking, you know... Next show, I'm going to bring out my smoke machine. <laughs> Next show, I play. And I even said that to the band chat, and uh, Tyler responded, oh, that would be dope. Oh, yes. So now I'm thinking, like, casket huffer. This must be what they're huffing from the casket. That's where all the fog in the cemetery comes from. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of, a, kind of weird how I'm making a Halloween references in this episode. Again, middle of November. We're just longing for the days of the dead. <laughs> Anyway, then I saw another one up in uh, Logan seeing Sunfish, Badmouth, and for the love of God, cannot remember either of their names. It's one band, and they had like a, two different names. Well, I remember the first one. The original name was Fake Nice, but I was talking to the... I was talking to the band members after they played their set, and they were like, yeah, we were calling ourselves Fake Nice, but our uh, guitarist or something's, somebody's girlfriend said that she didn't like that name because she thought it was a reference to her. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, I mean, called it like he saw it. Right? <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. I'm like, yeah. And then 
And yeah, we saw a part of uh, Bad Mouth, like I said, at the top of the show. Three uh, pint-sized little girls playing some really rowdy punk rock, and I'm loving the sound of it. And we'll be playing a show with them at the at the end, the literal end of this year, New Year's Eve. Oh, cool. Yeah, but we'll be talking about that later. And I mean later, later, because we're not even in December yet. <laughs> yeah, and the show's not even officially announced. I haven't even made a flyer for it. <laughs> well, I mean, my friend made a uh, test flyer because he's up with me put on this show. And my best friend's sister's put me on the show. I'm already talking about it too much. <laughs> Boy, it is. We're playing the show with bad mouth, and I'm, uh, I'm excited for it. Cool. Yeah, and uh, Ethan, our guitarist. But By the way, happy birthday, Ethan. His birthday was yesterday. Well, happy birthday, Ethan. Yep. Uh, he is seeing Olivia, the uh, bass player in that band. Oh, cool. Yep. And she's just this tiny, super cute, like little... Just a pinchable face. <laughs> just so she's just so nice. I'm like, oh, Ethan, you landed a good one, and you needed it. <laughs> That's good. Good for him. So yeah, good for him, and and good for her because her band fucking it it fucking kicks ass. I'm waiting to. I can't wait to hear the EP. And yeah, I missed out on probably the biggest show of the weekend, which was AFI. <laughs> oh well. Well, I saw it through. Uh, you know, the digital landscape, people sharing their stories and whatnot. I'm like, okay, it looked cool. I mean, I've seen AFI uh, twice now. Once when they did their, uh, their comeback album, and it was a sort of comeback album. It was The Blood, or they're self-titled. It's either way. Sort of like Metallica's uh, Black album. Okay. <laughs> like, you either call it The Blood album, you call it the self-titled, doesn't matter. But, yeah, that was my first time seeing them. And then I saw them again a few years later when they came with uh, Rise Against an Anti-Flag. That, too, was a pretty interesting set. They made sure they played at least one song from each album. Oh. Except for the EP. I don't think they did anything from All Hallows. But, but yeah, that, was a, that itself was a pretty fun show. And this one, yeah, it looked fun. I saw a video my friend took of, uh, of Davey Havoc stepping out onto the audience and everyone's holding him up by his ankles. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that's classic. Cool. That's classic. So it looked like it was a fun time. I just didn't have a fun time, at least not there. I had a fun time elsewhere. <laughs> so, so yeah, and on top of that, Sunfish, they were good for a while. I mean, good for a while because most of the show, me and uh, Sid, my drummer, we just uh, kept dipping out and drinking beers in my car. Cool. This <laughs> is a classic punk rock show, right? But right. I did at least see some of it. <laughs> Awesome. At least, at least enough to talk about, and yeah, that was that's it. Those were the only shows that I saw this uh, last couple days. Well, sweet. Well, I got a handful of shows to mention. Uh, first, brought to us by Sabotage Noise Productions. Uh, actually, no, it's not a Sabotage Noise Production show. I take that back. But I want to mention it because they mentioned it to me, and it puts uh, a band out of Salt Lake City, Narc. They are heading up to Bremerton, Washington, to the Charleston. Remember, I'd been mentioning that show that was at the Charleston in Bremerton mm -hmm. for the food, uh, not bombs. And uh, that show, I believe, was this past weekend. So that's why I'm not mentioning that show. Well, on Saturday, December 17th, they'll be doing another show at the Charleston in Bremerton. And NARC will be playing that show. Uh, it's actually brought to us by Leprotic Limb uh, Presents. And it's Winter Harsh Fest 2020. 22, sorry. So Winter Harsh Fest 22, and it's going to feature burial rites from Bremerton Grind Band, 
uh, male function uh, from Tacoma, a death grind hardcore band. Narc, some SLC sludge violence. Man, sludge violence. That's now. what it's listed okay. as. Is that what you would call that? I guess in a way, like they have their, uh, they definitely have their slower stuff, especially on the last album they released. That last song is uh, the title of that song escapes me, but that is one of their uh, longer ones and s- slower ones. But to me, they're like, uh, they got too much uh, grind to be sludgy. <laughs> I mean, you you can play both ends. I don't give a shit. And that's kind of what power violence is. It is playing both ends. So if you want to say power sludge, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, go for it. I don't care. That's what you hear. That's what you hear. Cool. Well, Narc will be there along with Man Eater, uh, Black Death Metal from Olympia, Bummer, which is Grind from Seattle, Rank and Vile, which is Death Grind from Portland. Oh, those guys are great. Malicious Algorithm from Humboldt County doing some power violence, and finally Endorphins Lost uh, from Seattle doing some grind violence. It's going to be a $12 show. Starts at 6 p.m. So yep. I'll mention that a few more times. $12 show for 12 bands and 12-minute <laughs> concerts each. <laughs> probably so. Probably so. Except so. for the apparent sludge band. They get an extra minute. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> extra minute to do that one song you were referring to. <laughs> yep. So that's on uh, Saturday, December 17th at the Charleston in Bremerton. So go check that one out. And then I got a handful of others, depending on where you might be. Uh, this one here is some Paris Oi happening on November 25th. And it is in Paris at, uh, looks like, the International. Uh, Acran, Fracture, and Sens Critique. Uh, they'll all be playing together. Uh, it looks like a release party uh, oh, for the Paris on Oi from UVPR. So, uh, release party for that. So, go check that one out. Some cool bands there. Uh, Riot City Radio, The Maisonettes, Breakout, Creep Cave, Jurassic Punk, all playing at The Junction in Plymouth in the UK. That's on December 3rd. Uh, that would be awesome. It's a donation of... I can't read that. It's like handwritten, but... Uh, <laughs> Go, go support the bands. I mean, some cool bands, especially Riot City Radio. I love that band. I can't read it. It's handwritten. That's, <laughs> that's going to be the speech of the future generations. I know, right? <laughs> it's handwritten in writing that I can't recognize. Yeah, anyway. It's, it's going to be like uh, how this current generation, well, multiple generations before us, but how they read hieroglyphics. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, Once a Punk will be happening on December 3rd. At Dendrief in Vurselar, Belgium, and it'll feature the bands Definiti, Definitivos, The Dirty Scums, Unite Against Society, On the Huh, The Agitators, Verrukers, Red Zebra, The Casualties, which we'll be getting to momentarily, mm-hmm. Evil Conduct, and GBH. So if you want to go check that one out on December 3rd, you should. I'm going to be checking out, hopefully, I am. Uh, Blitz Kid, this Friday, they'll be here uh, playing with Zombie Cock, and that'll be on the 25th. On the 23rd, if you're listening to that, uh, you might be able to get there if you're going to Seattle, but then they will still have, starting on the 26th, Grand Junction, Colorado, Denver, Colorado, St. Louis, Chicago, uh, Fort Wayne, Newport, Kentucky, that is, Morgantown, West Virginia, Pittsburgh, and then Philly. So you can go check out that one. 
looks like we have on November 26th, that's this Saturday, Oil, Criminal Outfit, 21 Gun Salute, and Rompe Cabezas. We were talking about this one last week. I don't know if I've got that right, but it's at Characters in Pomona. So go check out some cool bands if you're in Pomona. Uh, show that'll be here on December 3rd will be End the Struggle, the Modifiers, Informal Society, who we'll be getting to momentarily, The Afraid, who we played last week, also featuring bands out of Salt Lake, All Systems Fail, Goat Sifter, and uh, Al Ghul. Is that what you told me it was last Al week? Al Ghul. Al yes. Ghul, there we go. And that's at uh, Aces High Saloon. That one is not handwritten. That was just in a font that I had a hard time figuring out a couple of the letters. <laughs> yeah, the death metal grind font, whatever it is. Yes, we know the struggle. It, that itself is like reading runes. Right? You, you have to have the... I'm gonna be, I'll be bringing back Ice-T again right here. He, in a, when he was talking in the uh, Cannibal Corpse documentary, he was saying how you have to have that death metal decoder in your head to kind of decipher <laughs> what they're saying. <laughs> Well, apparently that translates to uh, trying to transpose the the script, <laughs> all the different letterings. It's like a bundle of sticks. It's like looking nice. at a bundle of sticks. That's cool. Well, a couple more to mention. Uh, I'm not going to mention a lot on this because it's way far out, uh, but it's Punk Rock Bowling announced its primary lineup, the majority of the initial bands. There's more to be named, plus all the club shows and all that, but the what I assume to be the headliners of each day are Rancid, Bad Religion, and Dropkick Murphys. Mm -hmm. Go look up one of those bands or PRB on social media, and you can go see the flyer for the other 30 bands that are named. It's oh, way yeah. too early for me to try to name those. But in case it wasn't on your radar, <laughs> tickets are expensive. Don't let them sell out. Come see us, because we will be there. Oh, yeah. $2,000 a uh, piece for a three-day pass. So. $2,000? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's 2,000 pennies. No, $200 just yes. about. I, bought, I got mine early, so I think I got it uh, before they announced the lineups, and I think I got mine for like 160 or something like that. I still have to get mine. Like, I've seen most of those bands before. The only band I hadn't seen at that that's on the current lineup is GBH. Okay. And I really need to see GBH before I die. Right. They're yeah. awesome. I saw them just a couple years back here in Salt Lake. Yeah. That was like their redemption show. Because mm -hmm. the last time they played here, that was a, that was a Rick Shoes book show. Uh. Oh, God. And everyone knows Rick Shoes, and everyone hates Rick Shoes because he, sl he slighted so many fucking bands. Uh, so okay. the fact that GBH came back here was just like, okay, he's gone. Don't worry. No one knows where he is. And we like that. So please enjoy your time here, okay? <laughs> this is better than last time. You're actually getting paid this time. Right. So, yeah, I'm excited to see GBH. But also, the band Suicidal Tendencies, I've seen them so many fucking times, I lost count. But this is the first time that I'll be seeing them perform my favorite album, their self-titled debut, Back to Back. I'm like, yes, yes, I finally get to hear Suicidal Failure live. That's oh, awesome. God. I get to hear, oh, man, what was the Suicide's an Alternative? I get to hear that. I get to hear the original Possessed. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, oh, and Fascist Pig. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that. That's sort of uh, not my sole purpose for going because, I mean, I love all the headliners. I've seen them a million times. I'll see them a million more. This would mark my 11th time seeing Bad Religion, and I think my eighth time seeing Murphy's and Rancid. I think those two are tied. Right, that's cool. Man, I've been to a lot of shows in my life. 
<laughs> Go figure. Add more. Add more. <laughs> oh, there will be plenty more, sir. I mean, I'm capping off at two or three shows a week these days. <laughs> Mostly because I go to the bar that I love, and there just happens to be a band playing. That's, That's awesome. how I saw that band, Yuppel the Michaelon and uh, fucking Casket Huffer. <laughs> nice. All right, there's a couple more. Uh, Friendsmas, it's going to be December 17th, Urban Lounge, Racist Kramer, Cop Drama, Fail the File, Damn Dirty Vultures, and Pirates of the Promised Land. They're all doing cover sets. Uh, go check it out. It is to benefit the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition. I had CJ Coop on the last episode of Punkanoi Worldwide. We talked about it uh, there. I'll be mentioning it on the upcoming weeks. If you're going to be here in Salt Lake, uh, get to it. If not, maybe this will prompt you to do something like it in your town. Eric and I are going to be doing a covers episode in tribute and in mentioning more of that here coming up Mm -hmm. in the next week or so. So be on the lookout for it. And finally, Destination Chaos, it's going to be January 28th through February 4th. Yes, that's a week long in Dominican Republic at Puerto Plata. Uh, it's going to be the experience at Senator Resort is where you'll see the shows. So I'm going to mention this because obviously you have to mention early. If you want to go to the DR, you're going to have to get tickets and hotel tickets and flights and all those things. And if you go to uh, Destination Chaos DR on Instagram, you can get to all the other uh, places that you will need to get to, like destinationchaos.com and so forth, and get more details. But there are a lot of great bands such as Iggy Pop, Descendants, uh, Parquet Quartz, I don't know who that is, but then Gogo, Burdello, Peter Hook, and The Light. Peter Hook is from Joy Division and New Order, and Peter Hook and The Light are going to be performing Joy Division's Unknown Pleasures at Destination Chaos. Oh boy, that's gonna be that's gonna be quite interesting hearing those songs and it's not Ian Curtis, right? I'm like, oh god. I saw I some mean, live videos of yeah. uh, Peter Hook doing it, and I thought it was pretty good. I thought he did a good job. Oh yeah, I know he's. Yeah, I'm not gonna slander uh, Peter Hook for doing what he's doing. It's just there's no replacing Ian Curtis. Sure, it'll be like it'll be a different feeling for sure, uh, for sure. Because Ian Curtis, you could feel the pain behind those lyrics. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, that poor man. He was not well. No. Oh, but that's what makes Joy Division and Unknown Pleasures just such a gem. Such and a landmark on, uh, on not just uh, punk or post-punk or gothic or dark wave or whatever what that was. It was just that's a, such a seminal me- album for the music that was coming out at that time in the 70s going into the 80s. And since the majority of us have never seen it performed, especially by Joy Division, you can go see Peter Hook and The Light do it, Peter Hook being mm-hmm. an original member of the band. So go check that out, along with Amelin the Sniffers, Bouncing Souls, Shame, The Chats, Amigo the Devil, The Bronx, Teenage Bottle Rocket, Grade 2, uh, Moscow Death Brigade, Crazy and the Brains that we just had on the show recently, and several other bands, plus there's several comedians they're going to be doing all sorts of stuff. Every day is like a, in the evening, as you get like afternoon, is like DJ playing music. In the evening, you get like some comedians, and you'll get three to four bands. And then I think they have like an after show type thing with some bands. So you don't have, it's not like a festival like we were just talking about punk rock bowling. Well, that's going to be jam-packed three days of just fucking long-ass day, right? But here at the, in the DR going to this show, uh, Destination Chaos, You'll get to enjoy probably hanging out in the pool. You can probably go do some excursions, whatever else the resort offers. 
work your way into it. Hang out by the pool and listen to the DJ and all that stuff. And then you get to go listen to some cool-ass bands. Some of these bands are playing multiple times through the week as well. Damn. Yeah. So get out there and check it out. I'm going to be mentioning this on every episode of Destination... Or not a Destination Cast. That's not a show. Of SLC Punkcast and Punkanoi Worldwide. And I'll be doing an episode featuring a lot of these bands as we get closer to that as well. So get out there, check out Destination Chaos details, and get to the show. Eric, what do you have to add before we get into your album? Well, on the uh, 22nd, which would, at time of recording this, is tomorrow. At time of release, it probably has already passed. But I'm going to plug it anyway, because it's Destiny Bond, Chemical Fix, Fight the Future, Bound, and Ack at your mom's house, 6 p.m. <laughs> That's a donation-based show. So go to that. Or if you have gone to that, uh, good for you, I guess. Anyway, the, <laughs> the 25th is a pretty loaded show day. We have the One Too Many's top sh- and Top Shelf Creeps playing up in Ogden at the Funkin' Dive Bar. That'll be $5, and it starts at 8 And meanwhile, Backhand is celebrating their 100th show with Blister, Airvent, Airvent Dweller, and Gonk. That's going to be at Kilby Court, $10, 7 p.m., Come join the celebrations. And, of course, Blitz Kid playing up at the Urban Lounge. That's going to be 7 p.m. and is $18 entry. And then Real Flip, Blood Canary, Sunny Day Soap Opera, and Feathers be playing at Black Lung. That'll start at 7 p.m. I do not have the price for that, but you could just kind of assume, expect to pay $10-ish. Cool. That's kind of what the average price is for shows these days, at least local shows. And on the 26th is a fundraiser show for Indigenous Solidarity. And this will be held at Wild Pepper Pizza at 6 p.m. It's donations. It's a benefit. And this will include All Systems Fail, PS Destroy This, Mocosos, and Dysentery. This is going to be a wild show. Awesome. (laughs) Yep. And in the wake of uh, Thanksgiving, and on Friday is, uh, uh, God, what is it? Native American Appreciation Month? Day or something? Uh, who knows? I have looked it up three times and I can never. F- Native American Heritage Day. Yes, that one. Native American Heritage Day. So they're doing the fundraiser just, uh, just the day after. It's uh, the Saturday following <clears throat> Thanksgiving. Cool. And on the 29th, there is another benefit show. This the benefit for displaced Rose Park families. Because in the wake of gentrification, these big money-grubbing cocksuckers coming from California send up condos here. Why? Well, they make money. They don't have to live in them. They don't have to live in this state, little bitches. True, and they come here because they lived in a fucking cesspool that had fucking horrible taxes and all kinds of shit, and so it's too fucking expensive to live there anymore, mm-hmm. so they come to places like Utah. Yep. And they're just setting up shittily built buildings in right in the shitty sides of town. I mean, Rose Park, have you been there? It's not pretty over there. It's actually pretty, it's pretty goddamn ghetto if you want to put it in layman's terms, but that's what it is. Oh, God, the city is getting fucked <laughs> I mean, everywhere's getting fucked, but, you know, we're witnessing it firsthand. Right. There's a, there's a condo that's going up right next to Oliver Rock, so bye-bye shows there. That sucks. I hate it. I hate this. You know, let all those condos burn down. That was Sugar House fighting back. <laughs> God damn. 
It's like you're so rich. You think you could put more effort into building buildings that are going to, you know, not catch on fire at the strike of a match? Right. Jesus. Anyway, this uh, benefits show for displaced Rose Park families, you know, raising money to uh, help <clears throat> uh, to help with their uh, financial security. Okay. The performing will be uh, Degeneration XXX, and it's going to include Run Into the Sun's uh, release party of their Cry Blood single. The Cry Slash Blood. So okay. this will, so that's going to be their uh, release show. Um, Absolved also going to be playing Snake Eyes, Spent, and Portraits. And that's going to be, there's also going to be um, speakers from the Rose Park Berets. And Sunny, Hate Five Six, is going to be filming that show. Cool. That'll be at the Beehive starting at 6 p.m. And with a loaded uh, lineup like this, you can expect it to actually start on time. So, <laughs> yeah. $15 entry or any more that you want to donate. Awesome. And finally, on the 2nd of <clears throat> December, All Systems Fail, Mandalore, Bad Mouth, and Droll Box will be playing at Loathing Clothing. That starts at 7 p.m. and is only $7. And... The Meteors with Hi-Fi Murder and the Pseudos playing at Aces High. Cool. That is at 8 p.m. and it's $20. The Meteors, they're like some of the psycho, psychobilly greats. Right. So that'll be a fun show if I make it to that one. I'm definitely going to try and make it to the uh, All Systems Fail show that, that day. And I know on uh, yeah, the third or something or other, other I think I'm playing a show, but... I'm going to cut it off there because the third has got some, uh, they got some pretty big shows. One you already mentioned that was uh, Cody's birthday show. Right. Because but, we're going to be playing uh, a band here after you do your album, I'm going to be playing one of those bands. Yes, you will. So, yeah, let's, uh, that's all I got for shows. Let's, let's talk get about, into the albums. Yeah, let's talk about more music. As you uh, sort of uh, preluded, I doubt people remember at this point, but <laughs> Dustin said that we were going to be talking a little bit more about one band, and that band is The Casualties. Now, The Casualties, it's been a, it's been a long time coming. Now, this is the first time I put one of their songs into, uh, into motion on this show, right. let alone an album. And the thing was, like uh, earlier this uh, earlier this year, I went down my, I went down memory lane, started listening to all the street punk bands I was getting into, and I was like a sophomore in high school, and the Casualties were like top tier for me. <laughs> it's like I was listening to a lot of the Virus and Cheap Sex and, uh, uh, you know, Global Threat. Insert any fucking street punk band here. I was listening to it. Casualties, I just listened to a little more, <laughs> and. <laughs> In those uh, impressionable uh, days of me being uh, dipping my toes into punk rock, the album that, had, that was the freshest at the time from the casualties was We Are All We Have. That was the album they were touring with when I saw them for the first time. I saw them on the 2010 Warp Tour, and then I saw them on the Punks Unite Tour with uh, the Necromantics, the f yeah, two years after that. Then I saw them the next year, and then I saw them the year after that. I think I've seen them about six or seven times right now. Awesome. Most of them with Jorge. I've only <laughs> seen them with uh, Dave once, and that was when they came here with Goat Whore. Okay. Yeah. And I know casualties have been back here since, but I just haven't been attending. <laughs> I've seen them twice with Dave. 
maybe twice or three times. I forget. Because they were at Punk Rock Bowling one time with him, too. Yeah, that's true. The last time I saw Casualties at Punk Rock Bowling, Jorge was still singing. I think that was the last time I saw Jorge singing for the Casualties. And I just remember, was of the times that I've seen him, I only saw him with his Liberty Spikes up twice. <laughs> Every other time, his hair was down. And that last time, his hair was down. He had a bandana over it. I was like, okay, you're just giving up the spikes. You're just a <laughs> full-on uh, thrasher mode at this point. <laughs> but whatever, he's still... Uh, he was still uh, putting on a show to the best of his abilities, but you could tell he was really burnt out. He's like, yeah, him quitting the band, it wasn't really that uh, surprising after the fact. Right. But, hey, they got someone who could hold a candle to George uh, Jorge and then some. Right. Yeah, because Dave Rodriguez, I mean, if you love the crumb bums, you love current casualties right now. And Starving Wolves. Oh, yeah, and Starving Wolves. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. I think Starving Wolves is coming out with something, or maybe they have a show coming out, but something new with uh, them coming up, too. I think so. It sounds... Yeah, I'll have to look into that later on. But for now, let's uh, keep a focus on uh, Dave Rodriguez's uh, current band that he is uh, probably bigger than most else, and that is The Casualties. (laughs) But we're not talking about an album that was released uh, in his tenure of the band. No, this is still a George album. I keep calling him George. I keep calling him Jorge. I've heard it both ways. It doesn't really matter. He's off the grid, apparently. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, the album, We Are All We Have, that was the freshest album that that was out by the casualties when I started listening to him, that being in 09. And it was a good album. It still is a good album. And I was listening to that, like, thinking... Man, there's a lot more. There's a lot more good songs on here than I realized because a lot of them were overshadowed by the uh, title track, which I held on to the most. But I'll be talking about that in a minute. When I was thinking of the other songs I put on this record, it came down to a to a tie between "War Is Business" and "Looking Through Bloodshot Eyes," and I was like, oh, "Which one do I go with?" I decided to go with "War Is Business." Why? Because it's heavy and thrashy and just absolutely menacing. And Bloodshot Eyes was like, well, you know, it's got the catchy chorus, it's got its melody, it's got its intensity, yes, but I also chose the title track to talk about on this, uh, you know, on this specific episode. And then I'm like, eh, Bloodshot Eyes and We Are All We Have, they're too, they're too similar. So, War is Business, that best, uh, that best exemplifies their, uh, the musical diversity, be it ever so, uh, Slight, because <laughs> I mean, street punk and thrash—they go hand in hand. Sometimes I can't tell the difference, but I can tell the difference on War's business. This thing is, oh man, you can just see a bunch of uh, spiky jackets and uh, denim vest wearing uh, headbangers just going at it in the pit, not in an angry way, just like locking each other in the arms and just running around in a circle. Right. That's what I see, and I have seen that. There are metalheads and punks at casualty shows. And this song is the one they go the craziest for. War is business.
Yeah, the only thing keeping that song from just a straightforward thrash number is a guitar solo. So, <laughs> <laughs> And as Jake said on the uh, Made in NYC uh, uh, DVD, the live DVD, he's like, hey, man, I can barely play guitar as it is, so be careful when you're running the stage. Try not bumping into me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're, uh, they're still a fun band to see live, like, God, 20, no, 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 30 years later about. Then they form in like 88, 89, somewhere around there. Shoot, I don't know. I'll look it up while you Because I know they like had their, uh, they had their heyday in the 90s. I know in the 2000s they became phenomenons, so. Yeah, <coughs> absolutely. It looks like they formed in 90. Okay, in 90, much like uh, Body Count did. So. Yep. Boy, the correlations, the <laughs> correlations this band has. Oh, yeah, band formed in 1990. Right. So did everyone else. And <laughs> the point is, uh, casualties have been around for a long, long time. I don't think and anybody, yeah, nobody left playing in the band was there in 90, though. No, I don't think so. No, no, it was originally Jorge, Hank, Colin, Mark, and Yurish. And now you have Jake, Mark, Rick, and Dave. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think Jake was a uh, roadie for them for a while. And then he just uh, went on board as their guitarist. Cool. Yeah, if I remember that correctly. I'm not too... I'd have to brush up on my casualties history. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's not, not, that's not exactly important right now. What is important is the uh, next song that I got to choose. <clears throat> that I did choose. That, like, it's an obligation. Well, I mean, sort of. But I could have chosen any song. But I decided to choose this one because when I was uh, listening to the casualties, I was like getting, I was like picking my favorite songs. I was like, okay, I really love Ugly Bastard. I really love Unemployed. I love Unknown Soldier. These are all great fucking songs. But for some reason, we are all we have. We are all we have. I'm tongue twisting today. <laughs> <laughs> We are Aubrey Have. <laughs> oh, God, that was uh, inappropriate. But that song, it stuck out to me because I just uh, loved the rallying whoa-oh-ohs and just that chanting chorus. I'm just like, oh, man, this is going to, like, this is going to rally a bunch of folks at these punk shows. And, yes, every time I've seen them, every time they played it live, people just went fucking nuts. I remember when I first saw We Are All We Have – Right when the uh, right when the song breaks in the middle, like it's just kind of got that uh, it's got that part where it's just uh, Jorge, Rick, and Meggers just carrying the uh, just carrying the song. Jake is staying uh, muted, and right before it just uh, right before the little pause where it drops, you'll hear this in the song. You'll know what to look for. That was like the. That was like the first time I front flipped off of the stage <laughs> into the crowd. <laughs> I was like, yep, I'm going to make this as theatrical as possible. Nice. <laughs> oh, God, even though I'm not the main entertainment. But that was like my second time seeing Casualties. And it was a fun time. But yeah, We Are All We Have, this song, it had such an impression on me that I actually wrote a song that was a carbon copy of it. Different lyrics. But pretty much everything else was the same. <laughs> you know, quite a, yeah, an impressionable young punk trying to make his, trying to make his mark on the scene. It's too bad that someone already made that mark I am trying to fill. <laughs> but, you know, teenagers, we're not smart. <laughs> true. Yep, very true. But even though I have grown a little bit, 
I still very much love this song. So me, enough of me talking. Let's let everybody start singing We Are All We Have. Typical song to choose? Maybe. But I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, just like that Tommy Lee Jones quote from The Fugitive. I don't care. I will be quoting that many times. I have quoted it many times. Inadvertently so. Anyway. (laughs) So, yeah. You know the... You recognize the part that I was talking about. Right? (laughs) Yeah. First time... First front flip off the stage, and it wasn't the last. My last was at a... Uh, one of the last times DRI played here during Thrash Hard. Nice. Yeah, diving off the PA stacks, broken jaws, necks, and backs. <laughs> yeah, I lived that. Well, the first part, it didn't break anything. At least I hope I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know, but yeah, that's uh, Casualties, We Are All We Have. That was the album that left the biggest impression on me with all the, uh, with all the punk albums I was listening to at the time. I mean, there were a few that left, a, that left quite a uh, mark on me. I mean, if you remember, I dedicated an entire episode to one of those bands not too long ago. <laughs> so I refer you to that one. Right. I can't remember which one, but the one that had all the Flogging Molly songs on there. That was the one that made the biggest impact. But that's, that story was saved for that episode. You can refer to it there when it came to, like, real punk shit. Yeah, the casualties were among the first. So take that to the bank. Take it for what it's worth. And whether you love the old casualties or you love the new one or you love them both, they're, they're still going. You're bound to like at least one song from them, I think. Unless you're uh, just a total purist that says street punk is, a, <laughs> is the pariah of all punk rockers. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's ska. But <laughs> That's funny. I'm sorry, all you Moonstoppers out there. It was a joke. I like some ska music, but that didn't hit me until a little later in life. Funnily enough, because it's, uh, it's, home, it's hailed as like uh, punk music for kids. It's like, you listen to Sky, it sounds like ice cream truck music. <laughs> that's how, that's, that's me kind of paraphrasing what other people have, re- what other people have said when referring to the genre. I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's actually pretty hilarious. It's funny. That is. Or like, this is the music I picture of when a, of when a six-year-old gets extra cheesy breadsticks in his little Caesars meal. <laughs> Well, by the way, ten episodes ago, we actually had an interview with T uh, about Liberty and Death Record, Liberty or Death Records, rather. But you played a whole bunch of Floggy Molly stuff on 281. Okay, yeah, 281. If you wanna, if you wanna fancy yourself to that episode, I, of course, I recommend it. It's me talking about my favorite band. <laughs> well, let's get into the band uh, another show. So the the show that I was talking about for the casualties was a show in Belgium. Mm-hmm. So go check out that show if you're going to be in Belgium. But if you're going to be doing uh, Las Vegas on the 2nd, or if you're going to be here in Salt Lake on the 3rd, you will see band that we played last week, The Afraid, uh, along with Endless Struggle out of Salt Lake, a bunch of other great Salt Lake bands, as I said. Go refer back to about, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes ago or 30 minutes ago in the show. <laughs> and Informal Society. Uh, another cool band, looking forward to them. They are in L.A., or from L.A., rather, and I think on the Thursday they're, they're doing a show in L.A., then Vegas on Friday, and then Saturday the 3rd here in Salt Lake. <clears throat> so I figured since I'm going to feature The Afraid, well, why not feature these guys, too? Uh, the tracks I'm going to play from them are off their album Recipe for Disaster, which came out August 3rd of 2017. But the band... They formed back in like 0405, so they're coming up on 20 years. Not quite there, but getting close to 20 years as a band. So they've been around. Uh, definitely good time to play them. And let's play a couple tracks off of Recipe for Disaster. First of which, uh, I like uh, Unhealthy Obsession. Their tracks are fast, uh, but I think you're going to like this type of fast. This is um, some cool street punk here. I dig it. So let's get an unhealthy obsession from informal society. Feel it out because you 
First of the two tracks, Informal Society, Unhealthy Obsession. Great one there. Uh, Recipe for Disaster is very cool. I definitely recommend checking out all of it. Let's get into another one of Burning Bridges, and then we'll see what you think. So here we go. Burning Bridges, Informal Society. And then finally, there's nothing left. Fucking shit. You can't borrow another buck from the bank or buy another case of booze. You bust the joint out. You light a match. I never thought I'd see the day I'm fresh and cold as the grave. Now there's no turning back. I'm fresh, I'm fresh, I'm fresh. I know it's wrong, it's just so right. It's the trip, so keep it in life. The boy is nice, so I'll leave a memory strong. Burning bridges, burning bridges, burning bridges, burning bridges, burning bridges, burning bridges, burning is this the thing we had in mind? We started great, we loved the wife, the big ass script to break the And all the odds were inside, so looking back, I'll never do. My heart and mind is overused, my heart is still my ass, that's why now I cry the tears of this tomorrow. Burning bridges, 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 burning bridges. Too. Like I told you, they're fast ones. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> Was it burning britches? Is that another way to say your pants on fire? <laughs> liar, liar. <laughs> uh, good stuff. I love street punk shows. Some of my favorite live shows to get to street punk. I love the energy, and uh, I'm looking forward to checking out Informal Society and The Afraid and The Struggle, Modifiers. Uh, Goat Sifter, and who else was coming there? Al Ghul. Al Ghul, there we go. <laughs> the font that I had a hard time reading, that one. The, yeah, now you apparently have a hard time remembering it. <laughs> That's true, both. So get out there, check them out. Informal Society, good stuff. Uh, the Afraid, good stuff. Uh, the show will be next week. Uh, like I said last week, I couldn't find anything for modifiers. Maybe I'll look again, and if not... 
Uh, maybe we'll throw some Endless Struggle or something on. Endless Struggle does have new music coming, but it's not until January. Yep. I was actually, uh, last night at Aces, I was talking with uh, Jesse. Ah. Yeah. Jesse Devra or Jesse Struggle, as we all know him as. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, so, you guys have been busy lately. And he told me, yep, yeah, we're looking for January. He's going to start off the new year with a kick. Cool. Yeah. Oh, and they're going to be... It's going to be awesome. Be, he told me they're going to be playing a skate party in Atlanta. Like, wow. Yeah, they'll be playing at some, uh, at some skate park. And I'm like, oh, man, why, why don't we have any of that here? They're listed, I think, on the next CY Fest. That's, uh, I think that's in L.A. Yep. They, yeah. Yep, they're doing that, too. And I think over the summer they did the Oklahoma, the F.U. Or what is it? Okay. Yeah, the fuck you, we rule. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's (laughs) in Oklahoma. I think they did that. Yeah, they did. They've been, yeah, they've been going all over. And I'm stoked for them because, you know, you got to rep a a dead genre here in Salt Lake. I know. And I love, I love seeing, I wish there, maybe that's why we don't get as many street punk bands because we don't have a lot of local support street punk bands. Well, me and my friend uh, Zach, we're actually trying to bring it back. We're Good. Try- yeah, like we're, yeah, we're trying to start a, uh, a band that's like in the same vein as uh, Municipal Waste and, uh, you know, the Casualties. Because it's like, yeah, he was, he was uh, entrenched in the street punk scene. And I was too, to an extent. But whereas he was getting all in street punk, I was getting all into hardcore. Gotcha. But, but yeah, now that I was like, dude, where the fuck did everyone go? There's no more revolt. There's no more drunk as shit. There's no more uh, short fuse. No more... <laughs> Yeah, so many other bands that have been around, and they ain't anymore. That's too bad. Yeah, it was like, I, I do think that it's like Street Punk died with uh, Chris Drellinger when he got hit by that fucking truck. It's mm. too bad. Yeah, because he was singing for Drunk as Shit at that time, and that was going to be like the new, the rebirth of that band. But nope, that thing went under, and then everything else followed with. All, this, all the Street Punks like moved out of the state pretty much. Or they're just uh, focusing on other projects. But, you know, we're trying to bring it back. We're calling ourselves the liquor. Nice. <laughs> yeah, because he's, we're like, yeah, let's do a Trailer Park Boys reference. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if there's one thing that uh, punks and thrashers can agree on, it's drinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully everybody out there listening in your scenes, in your cities, that uh, the street punk scene is thriving better than it is here. And hopefully Eric is single-handed, well, dual-handedly bringing it back. Yep. <laughs> and Tyler himself, my, you know, my bassist, Tyler Landris, he's uh, met up with uh, Scatter of Usurpers. And they got a new band going called uh, Repeller. Cool. So that's also going to be playing in part. We're like, okay, okay. Now, if we could just keep Usurpers going and then the struggle going jointly, I think we have a fighting chance of reviving that scene. Yes. All these new kids are coming in, and they're, like, hitched on all the uh, power violence stuff, which is cool, but it's like, okay, what are you, where are you going to go when you're, uh, you know, trying to find something else? Right. You know, are you going to be stuck on that the rest of your lives, or are you going to be... I don't know. Maybe I'm just uh, referencing to myself because I have done that. Right. I was a punk rocker, just uh, totally dissing on hardcore. And uh, whoops, then I got involved in the hardcore scene. <laughs> yeah. And then I started talking shit on metalcore. And I'm like, okay, now I listen to metalcore. So, yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> to tell you, kitties, we evolve. <laughs> sure do. So, yeah, when you, uh, 
I hate to use the term grow out of because that's just such a, a stupid, a stupid, uh, just a stupid term. And what it's referencing to is, uh, I think, not even, uh, doesn't really hold that much water. You don't really grow out of it. It's just like, you're kind of, uh, okay, I want to see something else. It's not like I'm growing out of it and I'm just going to, you know, set it off to the side. No, I keep it in my closet because I like to go back and look at that shit. <laughs> you know, if you want to find something beyond the scene that you're, that you're currently entrenched in, then where are you going to go? Well, we're going to have a different one set up right fresh, fresh for you to just like get your minds blown. <laughs> Well, on that topic, uh, let's revert back to some stuff that we used to listen to more regularly mm-hmm. lots and lots of years ago. Uh, Eric and I are both wrapping up the show with the same band, m- originals from the same album, but Eric, who's going to go first, it did pick something a little different. A little different. Yes, the band that we are talking about, we both picked a song, and it is the Metallica of new Metal. Right? Yep. That is Linkin Park. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody knows Linkin Park. They're practically background noise these days. Everyone knows In The End, and everyone knows Numb, and I am so sick of those fucking songs. Thanks, the radio. Neither <laughs> of us picked either of those. <laughs> no, we did not. That In was fact, not on my radar at all. I was going to pick something off of Hybrid Theory, but when he picked something that originally came from Meteora, so did I. Yep, pretty much. And we say originally because... I picked something from their first live album, the Live in Texas album. And that was sort of my introduction to them. My best friend growing up, he still is my best friend now, that one Landon Hale, he got me introduced to uh, Linkin Park. And he had this little uh, CD, DVD case of their Live in Texas album from the library. And we just sat and we watched it. We're like, damn, this is good. This is really good. So my introduction to Linkin Park was that live album. As far as studio albums go, it wasn't Hybrid Theory. It wasn't Meteora. It was the album that came out in between them, Reanimation. Remixed versions <laughs> of their, of their uh, Hybrid Theory songs, a few of them, and a few uh, B-sides that didn't quite make the cut. Cool. Yeah. And the song that stuck with me the most was Points of Authority, the remixed version. <laughs> really... <laughs> Which is uh, really strange. When I actually heard the original cuts, I'm like, oh, this is what it's supposed to sound like. And then when I was hearing the live cuts and comparing that to uh, the shit from Reanimation, I was like, something is off here. Are they changing shit up? And yeah, they did, but this is the original one. So as far as uh, the music from the uh, Live in Texas album, yeah, I chose, uh, I chose the live versions of these ones just because of the little additions they put in there and just the energy and the vibrancy that you hear from their actual performance. It speaks volumes. It goes beyond what they were putting through on, their, on the respective records. Not saying that the records are uh, bad or the songs are bad on those records, but they just pale in comparison. I wish I got the chance to see Linkin Park live, but now that's... I did no once, longer an maybe option. twice, but I, I think it was only after Hybrid Theory. I don't know if I saw them. Well, well, maybe I saw them once after Hybrid Theory, or the sec Meteor came out. I'm like, only after Hybrid Theory. Yeah, only after their first album. <laughs> 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 I think, uh, yeah, you'd be surprised how many people get <laughs> compared to that, can right. relate to that. Yeah, but, but yeah, like... Uh, 
the thing is, uh, I listened to the first two albums and the live album, and then I just started uh, getting into other heavier shit. And when Minutes to Midnight came out, I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. But I just kind of let that fall by the wayside. Right. Yeah, and unfortunately, Linkin Park ain't playing anymore because the heart and soul is gone. Right. Five years ago. Like, I realized this year is the five-year anniversary of Bennington's death. R.I.P. Chester Bennington. I realize, I just realized barely that this is the five, five years of your passing. Unfortunately, that was back in July. So, kind of a belated tribute episode, maybe? Maybe. maybe. We could say that. Yeah. <laughs> but regardless, it's uh, good to go back and revisit the music that kind of helped shape our uh, shape our taste, shape our palate. Right. And I know that this one did in a way, but the style kind of more or less fell by the wayside. But I remember coming back and revisiting it, and I'm just thinking, huh, I guess I liked a lot more songs than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> and the live versions, no less. Yeah, this is the one that I think is uh, probably their best rendition of this song from the album, Hybrid, not Hybrid Theory, Meteora. This is lying from you. You ready? All right, let's do this, people. Come on. When I pretend everything is what I want it to be. This is the way it'll stay, I'm just
Thank you. Yeah, just those little, those little additions of Chester's screaming, <laughs> especially right in the beginning. Like, you don't hear that on the Meteora track. Right. You, you can only hear it on the live one. Just, dun, 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 <laughs> I'm like, damn. That's what hooked me from the start. I'm like, okay, what else have you got to say? And he's got some very dark things to say. Like, the very worst part of you is me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. When you're in like a, a very dysfunctional relationship. Right. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, that's my Linkin Park track. Nice to, nice to go back and revisit them and see that they, weirdly enough, still hold up. Right? I like them a lot. I, I wanted to play them. Uh, Eric mentioned that he was going to be playing a few bands and mentioned Linkin Park. He's like, yeah, I, I was kind of intentionally avoiding a few, like, the really big ones. You know, like Corn. I didn't play anything from Corn, But... When it comes down to it, Linkin Park's so good. Uh, the band sold over 70 million albums, and they sold over 30 million singles. And they produced 11 number one singles on Billboard's Alternative Songs chart. So a lot there. And so when I was picking, because I really liked, as I was saying, Hybrid Theory and Meteora, I was really into the band at, during that window, I wanted to pick some, a track off there, and I had one from each album that I really enjoyed, because I like both albums so much, like in their entireties, but I wanted to make sure I picked one that wasn't a single. Yeah. Just to show exactly how much I do like it. I'm not just picking, you know, like, oh, I know the singles. No, I knew those albums, back to, or front to back, every track were, were great for me. Uh, if we were doing a new metal punk podcast uh that would be under you know i could pick either or both of those as great cover to cover albums well here off of meteor which came out in 2003 so meteor came out march of 2003 that live album eric was talking about came out november of 2003 so same year but mm -hmm. just recorded i'm sure it's probably recorded like over the summer and then released but awesome for lincoln park they have so many releases sold so many albums we're going to get into a track off of Meteor. It's called Nobody's Listening. Is that a track that you're familiar with? And if so, is it one you like it? it At least like not it? by title, but okay. I'm sure that if I start listening to right. it, it's going to start rolling back in. <laughs> it's like the second from the end on the track listing. So it's towards the back end of Meteor. So we'll see what you think. And uh, here we go. Yo, keep the style and the kids checking for it. The number one question is how could you ignore it? We drop right back in the cut over basement tracks with rap stack. Got you backing this up like rewind that. We're just rolling with the rhythm. Rise from the ashes of stylistic division. With these non-stop lyrics of life living. Not to be forgotten, but still unforgiving. But in the meantime, there are those who wanna talk this and that. So I suppose that it gets to a point where feelings gotta get hurt and get dirty with the people spreading the dirt of gold. Is more. I'm riding on the back of this pressure Guessing that it's better I can't keep myself together Because all of this stress gave me something to ride on The pain gave me something I could set my sights on You never forget the blood, sweat, and 
tears The uphill struggle over years The fear and trash talking And the people it was to And the people that started it just like you Try to give you a What'd you think of that? The chorus is uh, what has what is helping me to vaguely remember that song. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, honestly, it's not a song I listen to in as much abundance as uh, uh, some of the other tracks on that album. I remember the one I listened to the most probably was "Don't Stay." Okay. Yeah. I. You know, when I was first listening to the tracks, I was picking stuff like that, like, "Oh, I really like it. I really like it." And but then again, like I said. I was like, all right, what are the ones that charted? You know, obviously there was number ones, but there was the ones that they also released the singles that charted but didn't mm -hmm. necessarily get to number one. And I was trying to avoid any of those, oh, but yeah. also still pick something that I really enjoyed. Yeah, there was also another track that they did at the uh, Sonosphere Festival. It was the live version of uh, Crawling, but with the rap from uh, Hands Held High, just sort of uh, leading that in. And it just was so intense. I'm like, I can't even listen to the album version of Crawling anymore or Hands Held High because <laughs> now I just want to hear them together. <laughs> they even did release a studio version of that. Uh, yeah, of that. Right. But honestly, the live version is just so much better. You know, you can tell I have sort of a preference. Right. And also, I got to make a uh, reference back to the last episode when I was uh, talking about Disturbed, another new metal band <laughs> I had revisited and found that there are a handful of tracks I still really enjoy, more so than the two I originally thought. Now it's three. But, the, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the thing is, I was talking about this... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, excuse me, this uh, YouTuber, it was uh, non-random nonsense. Okay. I th it, was a, it was a weird handle like that, and he had a video called The Greatest Hit of Disturbed, which just, you know, all the, uh, is, he's pretty much just taking little snippets of all the well-known Disturbed songs, and he's singing them with, uh, in a chorus line of Yenanas. Yenna, yenna na 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 yenna na 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 yenna na 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 yenna yeah, that was uh, really funny. <clears throat> it's still a funny video. It still holds up, makes me laugh. He did, however, have another one that was uh, 
sort of uh, calling out Lincoln Park. And it's like, okay, what is this one? And it's basically just him in the middle of a desert somewhere, and he's uh, imitating Chester Bennington. Instead of singing into a microphone, he's singing into a computer mouse. Okay. <laughs> and Brad Delson, instead of playing a guitar, he's playing a keyboard, holding <laughs> it like a guitar, though. I'm like, okay, this is a... I get what he's doing here. It's like like a park being too digital. Yes, I get that. But when he's uh, going into the... When he's going into the actual song, it's like, when I rap, I talk about the pain inside, all the troubles that you went through back in junior high. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, okay, then where, do you, where are you going with this? And it's uh, really not that funny because here's the thing. All he's doing is just, he's making references to all the points in uh, Linkin Park songs. It's like, yes, they do sing a lot of pain inside. Yes, it, ref- it was... Uh, Something that echoed through a lot of uh, teenagers at that time. I discovered them when I was in uh, when I was in sixth grade, <laughs> so of course I was able to relate to some of those lyrics because it because <clears throat> you know it adhered to my teen angst. Right. So it's like, yes, that is uh, that is what they are doing. But are you doing anything funny with this, sir? <laughs> Besides just singing into a computer mouse and throwing a <laughs> throwing a fucking computer monitor with a with the initials LP written on the monitor, just throwing it off a fucking cliff. Yeah, he does that in this video. It's like, you're not making anything funny. You're just, uh, you're just pointing out all the flaws and you're just talking shit. Right. You know, there's a... Much as how I said there's a difference between criticism and uh, shit talking, right. the same goes for comedy, especially <laughs> satire. It's like, you remember, you remember the strain of all the movie movies you know, all the ones riding off the coattails of scary movie, yeah. date movie, disaster movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, just a, just an influx of everything that was popular at the time. And they're just making the references, but they're not doing anything with it. Right. They just know that this is what's going to get people in the seats. It's like, oh, I recognize, I recognize the Pirates of the Caribbean. I recognize Harry Potter. I recognize Juno. And they're all in one movie together. Oh, this has got to be funny. Uh, it's, it's not. No. It's not. It is a, I mean, disaster movie lived up to its title. It, it was a fucking disaster. All those movies were disasters and shit. But that's that was the equivalent of that. You know, they're just making references. They're not doing something funny. You know, they're not the next Mel Brooks. They're not the next Zucker Brothers. Come on. You, you're not even holding a candle to them. You're just uh, shitting on the ground that they laid out for you. <laughs> so that's what that video was. But it was his, like, first video that he put up, and it was 15 years ago. So, yeah, that was uh, growing pains, I guess, because the Disturbed video came out. I'm like, okay, he's, uh, he's honed in on his craft, and <clears throat> he, actually, he actually legitimately loves Disturbed. That's what he said in the description. It's like, to check out more of this awesome band, here's the link to their new album, which I guess at the time was Asylum. Okay. And I was like, okay. But that is the thing. It's like if you're going to uh, make fun of something, if you disagree with something, then you have to agree that they hold something of value. Right. They actually have something that is worth pointing out flaws. That's how you form an opinion on there. Sure. But if you don't bring that into your little uh, discussion, then no one's going to really see your point. You just sound like somebody's bitching. Yeah, exactly. You're just <laughs> bitching about it. <laughs> 
Though there were some, though there were some funny parts. It's like during the chorus where Chester is singing, he comes in in his uh, Mike Shinoda impression. I'm gonna rap a little here. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that got me. <laughs> that was that was actually pretty funny. But the rest of the video does not hold up. And I'm surprised he hasn't uh, taken it down, because you know, in the wake of uh, Chester Bennington's death, it's like, yeah, you you make fun of the lyrics being all like angsty and being all very sad it's like yeah it sounds like he's uh it sounds like they're preaching to the choir of all the uh, teens but when you get older and you uh learn more about bennington's history and his mental health that's coming from a very real place sir right yeah it's like yeah dude what do you think was uh fueling that he had an abusive past he had troubles with addiction. He had mental health issues, especially in the right up to his uh, twilight days. Those were obviously his worst because yeah, now, now, he's, now he's not here anymore, and, it's, yep. and it sucks. Lincoln Park lost the lifeblood of that. I mean, not to uh, discredit any of the other members in there. They are all good at what they do, but come on. Chester Bennington was the lyricist. He had the, he had the passion behind it. He had the voice. Shinoda had the licks, he had the raps, he had everything, he had the flow. They just complemented each other so well. Yep. For better or worse, you know, Lincoln Park really, really pushed through all those years. It's a, it's a shame that they're not a thing anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, all the more reason, all the more value that is held toward their uh, catalog. You know, now it's like, even if you listen to the albums that were not so good, especially their last album, you could tell they were kind of phoning it in. Maybe even literally, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now it's just sort of like, okay, we can accept the flaws a little, uh, <clears throat> a little more easily, just in the, just out of respect for the fallen uh, composer. Right. That's what I think. So, so yeah, just, uh. Just watch, uh, just watch uh, what you say in, in criticism, because you never know when you could just be flat out disrespecting the motherfuckers. True. <sighs> so yeah, there's a, yeah, that could count as my little end cap as well. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap up the show then. Uh, you'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon, Music Player FM. I think you can find us on Podvine. I need to check. And uh, we're at slcpunkcast.com as always. The bands are found on Instagram at DamnedByTheNight666, at Americant.Records, check that out, at OutOfOrderCanada, at BodyCountOfficial, at DeathDumplings, at TheCasualties underscore official, at InformalSocietyPunk, at Lincoln Park, and the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? On Instagram, I am at ScaryUncle underscore Eric underscore SLC, Eric with a C. And you can find my band Anonymous on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official and my other band The Apathetics at theapathetics.slc. You can find us both on Facebook as well at anonymous slc and at The Apathetics. And look for us and listen to us on Bandcamp and buy stuff from us on Bandcamp. Please. My band is very <laughs> broke. <laughs> and that being anonymous slc.bandcamp.com and theapathetics.bandcamp.com. You can listen to my other podcasts. You can find it on uh, Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. 
And you can stream it stream the episodes on anchor.fm. All you do is just search Lead Melodies, and you can search Lead Melodies on Spotify. Listen to it there. I know there's only three episodes, but I got a new computer, and it's fully functioning. I will be back writing again. I know. It's been six months, seven months, eight months. I lost track of how many months it's been since March. Actually, eight. Eight months, and I'm still working on episode four. But it will come out. It will come out. I'm not, there's no release date, but it will be out. Anyway, follow the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook at SLC Hardcore. Excellent. Find the bands on Facebook at Damned by the Night 666, at Americant Records, at Paranoid Visions, at Out of Order Canada, at Body Count Official, at Death Dumplings, at <laughs> The Casualties, at Informal Society Punk, at Lincoln Park, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Another shout-out to all the guys that shared music with us. Uh, John and Peter, Scott, the band of Death Dumplings. Thanks, everybody, who shares music. We definitely get to all of it at some point. Some quicker than others, I apologize. We do have interviews coming up. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in as you do and sticking with us all the way up to this point. Hopefully you found some cool music that you enjoy, and we will see you on the next one. Play the fucking outro. Play the fucking outro.